is Kelman on Cliffcentral. Sure is. And uh, this is uh, Paul Jarvis. It says here, freelancer evangelist. And uh, before we even get into what you do, dude, talk to me about that title, Paul. I, it's a title I gave myself. <laughs> I dig it. But really, it just means that I help other freelancers do business better. Yeah, and, and in this day and age, I mean, freelancer is kind of one of the only ways to go when you're looking at doing things that you love, right? No corporation's going to let you live your best life. What? Exact- Plus, I have tattoos on my fingers and my neck, so I can't really get a real job. So. <laughs> which, is, which is more painful, getting the tattoos on your fingers or on your neck? Fingers, for sure. Mm, what do you got on your fingers? Um, it's they're actually symbols from uh, Native American cave paintings that Ooh. I found uh, while I was hiking uh, in the states. I spent a lot of time in the states, so I believe that we're speaking to you, and you live off the grid. Um, not well, almost not really. I do live in the woods on an island, but I do have power here. But I am working to take it off of the grid, but it's not there yet. Okay, why do you want to take it off the grid? I had the power company, man. It's another evil corporation. I, I feel you. I feel you. Listen, in <laughs> South Africa, we have huge issues with power and energy. We have this thing called load shedding where like between six and 10, there is no power. So we're kind of living off the grid for you vicariously. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, starting out in web design back in the 90s when it was all the rage and really unbelievably successfully continuing to do exactly that all the way up into 2015 because there was that dot com explosion. Uh, people that started businesses on the internet way back in the 90s, a lot of them kind of phased out towards the end of the 90s, but you managed to keep it going. So take me back a little bit to that initial moment of setting up the business and how it sort of evolved over the past 25 years. Yeah, so I didn't, I started by accident. Like I didn't really plan on working for myself ever. I was working for an agency in Toronto, Canada. And I decided I didn't want to work there. I didn't like the boss. There was issues there. But so I quit and I was going to go find another job. And I was going to actually go to the library to look up how to write a resume because this was the 90s. The internet didn't have as much stuff on it. Hmm. But I started to get calls from clients saying like, hey, where, what agency are you, are you going to go work for? We'll take our business there. And after I think three or four calls, the light bulb went off in my head and I was like, Whoa, I guess I could probably just work with these people on my own. And so I started doing that. And I think the reason why my business has lasted so long is because I've resisted the urge to grow. Like I'm not a massive agency with employees. It's just me. It's always just been me. So it's easy to keep it small and lean and able to do the work that I need to do without having like, a ton of overhead. Mm. You've done some unbelievable work with companies like Microsoft, Yahoo, and MTV. Uh, also, in addition to that, you're a claimed writer. You've written for Fast Company, Huffington Post, Newsweek, uh, Forbes. So, so really, you're a guy that has made the most of the internet over the past 25 years. Yeah, I kind of like it, especially since I live in the middle of nowhere and I'm a bit of an introvert. I think the internet's really suited for me to kind of get what I need out there, out there without having to be around people all the time, which I actually really like. <laughs> I love that you're saying that because so many people don't reach their potential because they aren't really good at interacting with people or they don't want to interact with people. But what the internet has enabled every single person to do is get a voice and a voice that they can channel and use in a way that sort of serves them. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the, you hit on pretty much the most important point, having a voice that serves 
the person. So mm-hmm. the way that I talk, the way that I write, the way that I do work, very different from a lot of other people. I curse like a sailor. I have very differing opinions about everything else, but because it's the internet and it's big enough that everybody can kind of have a voice that I can find the people that resonate with the things that I have to say and they're drawn to me and then they want to buy my products or hire me or that sort of thing. And then I want to keep sharing with them because they get it. Tell me about finding that voice that one wants to have on the internet. It's quite a personal journey that actually. Yeah, I think it it comes down, like it's scary, right? Like it's scary to be yourself in real life. It's also scary to be yourself on the internet because people may not like you. And even like I send out an email to my newsletter every Sunday. Every Sunday I get hate mail saying that I'm a hack of a writer or that I should die or that this opinion is meaningless or something like that. And it doesn't matter. These people aren't going to support me anyway, so I don't really pay them any mind. But what I do, the people that I do pay mind to are the people that are, that get what I have to say and that like the things that I have to say and that support me either buying my products or just being like, hey, I get this. I'm glad I found you. You have a voice that makes it seem like I'm not alone in the way that I think. So I think Mm -hmm. the finding your voice aspect of it is really just having the courage to be yourself, which is hard and difficult, especially in writing. So many people, you know, they knock the internet and they say with the advent of social media, you know, we now live in a day and age where people can't even put a picture up without putting a filter. And what does that mean? And what does it mean that selfies are so big? We're self-obsessed. How do you counter that argument? Because obviously you're fighting for the internet here. Yeah, I think the, I think people can pretty much do whatever the hell they want. Like if yeah. they want to have, I think selfie sticks and that sort of thing are kind of like, I would never do that, but good on anybody else that does. And I think there's always going to be people that hate on people that are, have the courage to be themselves. And those people are too scared themselves to put anything out onto the internet that's meaningful or honest. So I don't think those people, I don't know. I don't listen to those people. So I don't think other people should either. You've had unbelievable success with the web design business, uh, and you've helped a lot of people build a digital empire. You're building a bit of a digital empire of your own. Let's break down those two words because they sound so unbelievably sexy. <laughs> uh, digital empire. Man, that feels good. That feels like an episode of Game of Thrones. Tell me about this digital empire thing. How do we make one? I feel like I, sh- I feel like I should be wearing like a velvet robe <laughs> or something. <laughs> While I explain this, <laughs> is that so what, is I think, it, okay, yeah. <laughs> I think really the digital empire thing is just building a tribe of people to take a word from Seth Godin, building a tribe of people who get and like what you do. Mm. And that's it. Like, I don't need to have like a digital empire doesn't need to be millions of people. It just needs to be enough people that support the work that you do. So if it's for web design, like I really only need about 10, 15 clients a year. Hmm. So if I have that, I'm set. For my courses, I need maybe a couple thousand people a year. And so it doesn't, a digital empire doesn't need to be like millions and millions of people. It can just be the, uh, the number of people that support the work that you do. How do you while f- wearing a velvet robe? Yeah, absolutely. You gotta, and that's, uh, I believe that you wouldn't put us onto video chat and now I know exactly why, Paul. <laughs> 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 there you are sitting in your pajamas in the velvet robe. Uh, how do you find the people though that you're going to resonate with? Because you go onto the internet and I mean, it's billions and millions and thousands and hundreds and millions and quadruple billions of people. And you got to find the people that you want to speak to. So how do you go about finding them? Yeah, so there's there's two things there. So the first thing is that I'm always 
aware of everything that I put out onto the internet has to be honest and be really who I am. So mm. it, there's a video for my course that has me talking about my course and I'm sitting in my house and I'm not wearing shoes or socks, which is funny because that's the main thing that people talk about, even though it's like a video pitching a course that I have. But I'm myself, like I don't like shoes and socks. I work for myself because I can sit without wearing shoes and socks and sometimes without wearing underwear <laughs> and do my work. <laughs> the other thing, so being yourself, number one, the Second thing is it's important at first, especially to go out and find your audience because they're, they could be your audience, but they don't know who you are yet. Yeah. So you have to go to places where they're spending their time currently. Like what sites do they read? What podcasts do they listen to? So that's why I do things like podcast interviews or writing for a fast company or ink or that sort of thing. So I really try, it's, it's basically outreach. So finding out where the audience that you want to have spends their time currently and going to them where they are, and then they will gradually be drawn towards you. Very cool. Unbelievably summated in two points there. You know, so obviously we're cliffcentral.com. We're Africa's largest podcast provider, and we've got a whole movement called Internet Central, which is where we're trying to inspire people sort of that listen to us to get better internet to find what their voice is on the internet because you can change your life with the internet but you have to know how to use it and make it work for you which is why i love what you said with those two points uh why is it important for somebody to take the internet seriously you know a lot of people dismiss it they say oh what's this twitter thing what's this facebook thing i'm still gonna buy my you know hard copy newspaper i'm still gonna get the magazine every month in a print format why should we not be dismissing the internet? Because it levels the playing field. Hmm. There are that. no gatekeepers. Like when I was in the 90s, <clears throat> I was a like touring musician. And in order to make it as a musician, you needed to get a record label, which meant you needed to get the ear of an A&R person. And they had to say like, yes, this person is good enough that they can go on my label. So you had to kind of go through these steps to get in front of an audience the internet takes that away. If you want to get in front of an audience, you don't need to ask permission. You don't need, and there are no gatekeepers. You can just go out, make what you want to make. And if people like it, they will tell you directly. You can connect directly with your audience instead of having like a book publisher or a record label or, or that sort of thing. So that's really what, where the power lies and why somebody like me likes it, who's a weird little introvert living in the woods. And I can still build an audience without having to go through any gatekeepers because mm. no gatekeeper would say like, yeah, Paul's it for like being on a, like a major publishing deal or a record label or something like that. But I still have built an audience because I don't need those gatekeepers. What kind of world do you see 10 years from now, 15 years from now? Where do you think the internet's going to take us if we let it? Well, the first thing is I'm hoping that I finally get a jetpack. I think I was promised jetpacks in the 80s and this, nobody's delivered on Dude. this. I would, I would also take a hoverboard. I uh, think. Lexus, at least they made it. They, have you seen the Lexus uh, hoverboard? Yeah, I have. Okay, at least that's a thing. It's not in you know stores yet, but I mean, we have hope. Yes, exactly. So <clears throat> as far as the internet in 10 years, I think the whole online learning thing and online teaching is really exploding now. I think it's over like a billion dollar industry around the hmm. world, which is insane, which makes me hopeful, not just because I teach an online class, but because online learning means anybody can make a course and anybody can take that course and learn something. So you don't need to pay, like, I don't know how much university is in South Africa, but in the States and Canada, you get into like six figures of debt to go to university, which is insane. I don't, I don't even understand it. 
But so online learning means you can learn exactly what you want to learn from pers- the person you want to learn from. And it typically does not cost six figures to do that. Yeah. So it kind of levels the playing field. So you can learn whatever you want, which is, I think, awesome. So I think more of that in the future, plus jetpacks and hoverboards. Dope. Listen, I want to speak for a second about your online course. You teach a creative freelancers how to run their businesses better through a creative class. You've got over one and a half thousand students. It's increasing every single day. Talk to me about navigating that space. Yeah. So what I've found, because I've been freelancing for a very long time and I'm really, really old and my back hurts, is that people that want to do freelancing that use some kind of creativity, like whether they're writers or designers or developers, they don't necessarily have the business side of things, Mm. even though they're really good at what they do. Like they could be the best designers or the best programmers or best writers. So the reason why I made a course is because I feel like I've kind of figured out the business side of things. So figuring out who your audience is, setting up processes for or processes for um, dealing with clients or pricing in a way that doesn't, mean that you get ripped off and that sort of thing. So all of the the business side of things to working to yourself, which isn't really taught in school, is kind of why I made the creative class because I want freelancers to do well. Like I want freelancers to get paid what they want and to not have clients that treat them like shit or that yeah. sort of thing. So that that's really why I made the clo- the course. And uh, what's interesting is that that course doesn't exist in any sort of traditional institutions, or at least if it does in a very sort of diluted format, whereas you've been able to find the need in a specific space and time. You didn't have to wait for a textbook to be printed on paper. Uh, and you've kind of just uh, seized the moment there. Yeah. And by the time the textbook would be printed, it would already, it would already be irrelevant. <laughs> so being able to have it online makes it so much easier because it's instant. <laughs> So, so that's really interesting because, I mean, big business, big media outlets, it's very difficult for those machines to move. Someone who's been making textbooks for 20 years, for that machine to move, for them to understand the internet is very tricky. And so when you look at the future, do you think that, you know, massive media corporations that sort of exist now in a bit of a traditional format, even though they're trying to move into a more digital space, do you think that they're going to lose ultimately? I hope so, only because I, I think corporate, a lot of corporations are evil. So I like that it, we're kind of moving, there's more people working for themselves. There's more people able to do work that big companies used to have to do by themselves because of the internet, because of technology, because of the way things are moving. People can do things as single person entities. Even corporations are hiring more freelancers mm-hmm. than they are full-time employees. So I see the, the world, and Seth Godin's actually written about this, the gig economy, where business is shifting a little bit towards being people being hired as individuals for projects doing the project and then moving on to work with another client or doing another project for that same client so i i like that like that to me is is an awesome world to Mm. to be a part of and having that grow more and more is amazing why is 2015 the best time to be alive I don't know. I'm looking at my window and the sun is shining and there's some massive old growth trees. I don't know. I think every day is a great time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) But it's certainly with, you know, and we were speaking about a little earlier on and you articulated it so beautifully with the internet having no barriers to entry. It really is an age of you can make your dreams come true because the internet has given you the platform to do so. Exactly. Yeah. There's no, there's no gatekeepers there. So if if you want to make something, you can make it and then the market will speak directly to you whether it's something that they want or not. You don't have to wait for the approval of some big corporation or some gatekeeper. 
Listen, Paul, so cool hanging out. So great uh, hearing your story. Uh, just before we wrap this up, for, for people that, you know, are entrepreneurs and using the internet like you are to run their businesses and that, any tips or advice you want to give to entrepreneurs based online? Yeah, I would say definitely there's no harm in showing a bit of personality and being yourself. Like that to me is why I think I've done well, even with working with big clients like Microsoft or Mercedes, it's still like I'm still myself in meetings with them. I'm Mm. still, and that stands out. You don't have to be like a marketing robot or an automaton to get work. You can be yourself even if you're kind of weird like I am and still get still get work and still build a career that you actually like. Yeah, there's uh, Paul rocking up to the meeting at Mercedes in his uh, red cloak and dagger. <laughs> <laughs> the velvet robe, man. That, yeah, that, velvet that robe, gets man. Me all the clients. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. Uh, listen, just before I let you go, final question. Uh, I want you to complete the sentence. Uh, the internet changed my life. Dot, dot, dot. Because it let me be who I am and build a career based on that. So, so dope. That's a Paul Jarvis there, uh, live from the woods or an island. We're not even entirely sure. Somewhere in the world, uh, that's Paul Jarvis live there. Freelancer, evangelist, writer for Inc., Fast Company, Huffington Post, Newsweek, TNW, Smashing Mag, uh, Forbes, Lifehacker, and just, yeah, that dude that if you see him, he's probably going to be in the red velvet robe. Yeah, buddy. That makes me sound so good reading all that stuff. <laughs> this is your life, bro. Nice one. Muzzle top. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Paul Jarvis there. Uh, so cool hanging out with him. And yeah, like I was saying a little earlier on, Internet Central is our big movement here at cliffcentral.com with uh, our good friends over at Mweb. We want everybody to be online. I want you to have the best internet. I want you to figure out what your voice on the internet is. You can change your life by using the internet for the better. You really, really can. Uh, and to get really dope, awesome, amazing internet, uh, check out MWeb online at www.mweb.co.za. Hook them up on Twitter. It's at MWeb Connect, or you can check them out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MWeb. Get good internet. Listen to this show. I'm going to tell you how to find your voice on the internet. By the end of this year, we've got like a million loops on Vine. We're just winning like that. Kelman on cliffcentral.com.